So here I am again with Professor Alison Cooley, the head of the Ashmolean Latin Inscriptions Project, and we're looking at some material from the Mediterranean Gallery. Alison, why have you brought us to this gallery at this festive time of the year? Well, it seemed a good idea to think about the images that Christians over the years have used to reflect their faith, partly because it's sort of inspired by the delivery of Christmas cards at the moment, and they're they're full of images of Christ in a manger and the three kings and the shepherds in the fields. So I just thought it would be interesting to stand back a bit and reflect on the continuities and the changes and in the, the images that Christians think are important to them. Gold glass is very specific to the city of Rome and it occurred mainly in the period of late antiquity. So what is gold glass and how is it used? So gold glass is originally a plate or a dish, a a complete vessel of glass, and the round base contained images and text of gold leaf sort of sandwiched between the two layers of glass. Now, what we don't have now is we don't have the complete vessels, but instead, after the vessels had been used, it sounds a bit dangerous, but actually... The, the early Christians would smash the glass vessels and embed the bottom part with gold images and text into the walls of the catacombs in Rome next to burials. You can imagine how effective the use of gold in that context would be. You're down in a catacomb, it's pretty gloomy, and you've got candlelight, and that would have allowed the gold to glint and reflect. The original function is is much debated, but... Um, it's thought that a lot of the gold glass would have originally been used in a form of feasting, whether feasting um, when you bury someone or feasting for New Year's Day or a wedding, and that the vessels might originally have been used in a whole range of different occasions. But then the reason why we now have them is the way in which they were then smashed and embedded in the walls of the catacombs. I can see that there are inscribed letters, or or rather I should say cut letters, really. They're bits of foil that have been sandwiched in. Um, Do the inscriptions on these pieces of gold glass help us at all with how they were used? Well, some of them are quite jolly, and they say things like, drink, may you live, pies, they says. So it's the idea of of having a good time and and celebrating an occasion. They're not meant to be lamentations and, and, and grief. They're meant to celebrate the idea of life after death. So what sorts of images do we find on these gold glass pieces? So one particular example, we only actually have half of it, so it's a semicircular fragment of greenish glass with the gold inset, and this would have originally been the base of a plate. In the centre, you can see the, the bust of Christ. Now, two things are interesting here. First of all, he's represented as a beardless adult, so obviously that's very different from the bearded figure that, that we associate with, with Christ in art nowadays. But he also, at the same time, has above his head a nimbus or a halo. Hmm. So, again, that sort of shows a degree of continuity, in fact, with how we represent saintly figures nowadays. Who are the other figures that we can see around the edge? So, around the edge, we've got uh, male figures wearing tunic and cloaks, and some of them are holding scrolls. Fortunately for us, we've also got inscriptions labelling the figures. So we know that we have Peter, Luke... Sustus, or in other words Sixtus, and perhaps John. We've only got the end of his name. So these are Peter the Apostle, uh, Luke and John, the Gospel writers, and Pope Sixtus II, who was martyred in 258 during the persecutions of the Christians by the Emperor Valerian. So it's an interesting combination of traditional Christian followers of Christ who belonged to the original group of apostles, and then a later martyr, 
Is this kind of series of images or these kinds of figures put together a common selection in gold glass? Yes, yeah, so we often have not just one central figure, but a whole series of figures either going around the, the edge, the circumference of the glass, or within the, the middle of the glass. So, for instance, another piece of gold glass actually has is quite a complicated image. In the middle, we've got uh, busts of a, of a woman and a man, probably a husband and wife, facing outwards towards the viewer. The woman is with a very elaborate hairstyle with jewels and holding out a scroll in her right hand. And this is one of the examples that actually has the exaltation drink, May mm. You Live. And then around the circumference is a series of biblical scenes from both the Old and the New Testament. So we have the healing of the paralytic man, who's now walking, holding up his bed scroll. And next to him, a figure of a man wearing a tunic and holding out a staff, who's probably to be identified as Christ. We then have the raising of Lazarus, and next to him again, another Christ figure. Then the well-known image of Adam and Eve with the, with the apple tree and the snake coiled around its trunk, with another Christ figure holding a staff. Then Abraham and the sacrifice of Isaac, and finally Moses striking a rock to get water. So that particular piece of gold glass represents a mixture of the contemporary world and the biblical world. But our final example actually depicts simply a man and a woman at prayer. So in the middle we've got, uh, again, a woman with jewels in her hair and around her neck, and the man next to her. So again, probably a husband and wife scene. What's that little symbol that's above there, above his hand? That's a Cairo symbol. So we've got the Greek letters Chi and Rho, which represents the, the name Christus, the beginning of, of Christ's name. And this becomes a very common Christian symbol in the early days. The final thing just to note is at the top, above the Cairo, we've then got another bit of text, which has the words dignitas amicorum, um, the dignity of friends. Now, again, we don't know exactly what the significance of that is, but it certainly conjures up the idea of the Christians as a Christian community, as a group of friends, um, and celebrating each other as, as, as a group. If people want to learn more about this gold glass, is there somewhere that they can read more about it? Yes, yeah, so you can go to the Ashley online catalogue and search there. But also Susan Walker, um, the former Keeper of Antiquities in the Ashmolean, is publishing the whole of the Wilshire collection in a new catalogue which will be out during spring of 2016.